Good morning, and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Friday, February 16th. On today's show, NatWest reports its biggest annual profit since the 2007 financial crisis, and St. Augustine's University faces a financial crisis with a $7.9 million tax lien, unpaid debts, and accreditation at risk. Plus, Stephen Agostini is named UCLA's vice chancellor and chief financial officer. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with some financial news, as NatWest has reported its highest annual profit since the 2007 financial crisis, aided by high interest rates. The bank also confirmed that interim boss Paul Thwaite will permanently take over as its chief executive. This comes ahead of a planned sale of its government-owned shares. Here to delve into the details is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you tell us more about NatWest's financial performance? Certainly, David. NatWest, which is still 35% government-owned, reported a 20% rise in pre-tax profits to £6.2 billion for the year ending in December. This is the highest annual profit recorded since 2007, when it made £10 billion. The bank's net interest income, which is the money it makes from loans and mortgages compared to what it pays out to savers, rose 12% to £11 billion. This was largely due to another year of interest rate increases by the Bank of England. And what about the bank's bonus pool and dividends? Despite the jump in profits, the bank's bonus pool for bankers fell 3% to £356 million. NatWest said this reflected the impact on shareholders after the bank missed previous earnings guidance. However, shareholders will receive a £1 billion payout with a final dividend worth 11.5p a share, and they will also have the opportunity to participate in a £300-mini-pound share buyback program. Now let's talk about the leadership change. What can you tell us about Paul Thwaite, the new CEO? Paul Thwaite, who previously ran NatWest's business banking division, has been confirmed as the permanent CEO. He took over as the interim CEO after his predecessor, Allison Rose, was forced to resign over a debanking row with Nigel Farage. Thwaites' appointment is expected to reassure the market ahead of the government's plans to sell shares in NatWest to the general public later this year. Could you shed some light on the debanking controversy that led to the departure of the previous CEO? The controversy began when Cutes, the NatWest-owned private bank for the ultra-wealthy, planned to close Farage's bank accounts. The situation escalated after Farage obtained internal documents showing the bank had concerns over his political views. It was further complicated when it was revealed that Rose had discussed Farage's case with a BBC journalist. Although independent lawyers concluded that Rose had made an honest mistake, she was forced to forego 7.6 million pounds in pay from NatWest. What can we expect from NatWest under Thwaites' leadership? Thwaite has stated that the focus for the year will be on delivering profitable growth, becoming more efficient, more productive, and simpler to deal with while managing cost and capital efficiently. He believes these actions will drive long-term sustainable value for customers, shareholders, and the wider UK economy. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. Now, shifting our focus to the education sector, St. Augustine's University, a historically black college in North Carolina, is facing a financial crisis. The university is grappling with a $7.9 million tax lien, unpaid debts, and the risk of losing its accreditation. 
Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you give us more insight into the financial troubles at St. Augustine's University? Certainly, David. The IRS recently filed a $7.9 million lien against the university for unpaid taxes dating back to the end of 2020. This is just one of several financial issues the university is dealing with. In December 2023, FieldTurf USA filed a $598,000 lien against the school for failing to pay for a new artificial turf field. A contractor also filed a civil complaint for $8,000 for consulting services. That's quite a lot. Are there any other debts the university owes? Yes, there are. In October 2023, Wellfleet Insurance claimed the university owed almost $430,000 for deductibles on student health insurance plans. The North Carolinian Division of Employment Security also issued a notice of delinquency for not paying unemployment taxes in the amount of nearly $27,000. In July 2023, a contractor filed a $15,000 lien for unpaid work on the school's chapel. And what about the university's accreditation? Financial responsibility is one of the reasons the school could lose its accreditation. St. Augustine's University was put on probation in December 2023. The school is appealing, and that hearing could come as early as next week. What about the $7 million line of credit loan the university took out in October 2023? Do we know what that money is being used for? It's not clear what the school is using that money for. This lack of transparency is part of the larger financial issues the university is facing. It seems like the financial issues are not the only problems the university is facing. That's correct. The university has also been criticized by ousted former leaders. Fired head football coach Howard Feggins is suing St. Augustine's University, alleging he was intimidated into silence when bringing up concerns with how the football program was run. In December 2023, ousted President Christine McPhail filed a discrimination complaint alleging the university's board created a hostile workplace. Thanks for the insights, Michael. Now let's shift our focus to higher education finance. Stephen J. Agostini, a finance leader with a wealth of experience in higher education and government, has been appointed as UCLA's vice chancellor and chief financial officer. He is set to begin his tenure on May 6th. Here with more on this is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about Agostini's background and his new role at UCLA? Certainly, David. Since 2019, Agostini has been serving as the Associate Vice-Chancellor for Finance and Budget at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. In this role, he has been responsible for strategic management of the university's finances, overseeing the school's budget, financial reporting, treasury, debt, procurement, and accounting operations. And how has he managed during the COVID-19 pandemic? During the pandemic, Agostini led efforts to preserve university activities and employment while managing $48.2 million in pandemic relief funds. He also helped resolve a structural gap equal to 9% of expenses in the general fund and implemented a new allocation model for the university's facilities and administrative reimbursements totaling $240 million. What other significant achievements has Agostini had in his career? Agostini spearheaded the creation of the university's first all-funds budget, which covers the 2021-24 fiscal years and totals more than $4 billion annually. During his tenure, the campus's AAA rating was affirmed by Moody's, S&P, and Fitch. 
Prior to his role at UNC, Agostini served as chief financial officer for several U.S. federal agencies. What are the expectations for Agostini at UCLA? Given Agostini's extensive experience in financial leadership and administration for major public organizations, UCLA's leadership is confident that he will be an extraordinary addition to their team. Agostini himself has expressed excitement and humility about joining UCLA and is looking forward to working with colleagues across the university community. Who will Agostini be replacing at UCLA? Agostini will take over from Alison Baird James, UCLA's Associate Vice Chancellor for Business and Finance Solutions, who has served as Interim Vice Chancellor and Chief Financial Officer since April 2022. Thanks for the insights, James. Now, shifting our focus to individual achievements in the financial sector, we turn our attention to Cheryl S. Chang, a partner at Blank Rome LLP. As the first female Asian-American partner at the firm, she's also the vice chair of the Financial Institution's Litigation and Regulatory Compliance Practice Group and the newly appointed co-chair of the Los Angeles office. Here to discuss her impact and approach is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you tell us more about Chang's role and accomplishments? Certainly, David. Chang is a leader and a formidable litigator at Blank Rome. She consistently achieves favorable outcomes for her clients in complex corporate matters. Her approach to conflict resolution in litigation, trial, and settlement negotiations is both creative and pragmatic. She litigates for significant corporate and entertainment clients in areas like intellectual property, antitrust, and consumer class action defense. What sets her apart in her approach to these complex legal issues? Chang is recognized for her ability to see legal issues and business decisions from her client's point of view. This perspective allows her to understand their needs and goals better, leading to more effective representation. Additionally, her language skills are a significant asset. She is fluent in Mandarin Chinese, Taiwanese, and French, and often communicates with her clients and negotiates with adversaries in these languages. That's quite impressive. How does her role as vice chair of the Financial Institution's Litigation and Regulatory Compliance Practice Group and co-chair of the Los Angeles office influence her work? In her leadership roles, Chang is responsible for guiding the direction and strategy of both the practice group and the Los Angeles office. Her influence extends to nearly 140 attorneys across these roles. Her leadership and litigation skills, combined with her unique perspective and multilingual abilities, make her a valuable asset to the firm and its clients. That was Simply Finance reporter Bella discussing the impact and approach of Cheryl S. Chang, a partner at Blank Rome LLP. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see you back here tomorrow.